McNamara, I'm the leader of the band. Although as well in numbers, we're the best in all the land. All right, here is another edition of the Paxton Road podcast. It's been a while since our last recording, but a lot to discuss. And on the heels of a 3 nothing uh, win over Manchester United Lane, a lot of good things to discuss and a lot of things, uh, I think, forward-looking. So with us, uh, AD, Coetzee, and John. Lads, how are we? Fine, Mark. Thank Very you. Good. All good. All good, mate. And I think... Uh, I was telling you guys earlier this morning, it was it was a tough game to wake up to, and then the delay was, was just killer. But, um, you know, I, I think after about 50 minutes, you got the sense that we were really taking over, and it was going to be smooth sailing from there. But, um, you know, what, what were you guys' thoughts throughout the game? Needed that first goal, I think, early on. They, they took us by surprise. We, we were just slow at the blocks, and I was uh, surprised at how we were playing, but... We gradually started to dominate midfield. I think they were outnumbering us in the middle of the park at first. And then uh, our fullbacks really couldn't couldn't get forward at all, so they were nullifying us pretty good at one stage. They didn't look dangerous, but we weren't really threatening them either. Yeah, I was talking to my um, my mates, uh, a big man United fan goes all the time, and I was just, he, I was saying they, they were playing a strange formation. It was almost like three at the back, and then they were playing a high... Um, five and the high five that they played in midfield was really causing us problems not problems as in creating chances but they were getting a lot of turnover of possession and it was almost like a it's like a pinball game wasn't it it was like just bouncing around in the mid- middle of the park and we couldn't get any um, real sense of authority in the game um, but um, as I said to him at the time the thing is with us is we play this way all the time so even at the beginning of the season when we were having different results, we were always playing the way we play now, press, 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 high, you know, high intensity. And so we're never going to change. But United had, had made a, um, a tactical change, which was working, but they needed to score because if they didn't score, eventually they were going to get tired and it was gonna, they were going to get pulled about a bit because they're not used to playing it. This is where our system always seems to help us. It happened against Liverpool as well. Liverpool have had, you know, three quarters of a season or half a season under um under Klopp and against us at Anfield they press, 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 press. But towards the end of the game, in the last twenty minutes, last fifteen minutes, they started losing their shape and we were really on top, you know? I, th- I just think it was uh, a matter of time today, and when and when it did come, we did start going up levels. <clears throat> yeah, the the best, um, I guess, the best change for us was when Ashley Young went up top. That was that doesn't make any sense to me with Martial, and you can slot Martial up top and then put Memphis on the left to put Ashley Young. It just seemed like it was very bizarre. strange, Mark. What very was that? strange. Yeah, it... I thought I thought it handed it to us almost. I think Ailey put out a tweet um, at half time just saying that listen, if we show a bit more belief, we'll win this. And I felt the same. But when they put Ashley Young on up top, I just I couldn't work that out because common sense or from from looking at Man United from afar, you would have thought that Young would have gone on the left and Martial goes straight through the middle. And I think the commentator Martin Tyler was saying that Ashley Young played in the under-21s during the week up front, done all right, and the next minute he's put up top. 
I yeah. found it very strange and I thought it played into our hands completely. Yeah, he did. He played in the under-21s, been out injured ages. He played up front, but he put in a decent shift apparently, so my mate was telling me. And uh, But this is what my mate was saying. My mate's exasperated with it all. He can't stand Van Gaal. And he's like, that is the way the guy works. He's so reactive to things. It's unbelievable. There's no, there's no set plan. You know, and one thing that we really benefit from is we have a set plan, don't we? We play the same way every single week. And it's, it's really starting to, to pay dividends. Yeah, and what, what's happened to United? It, it's bizarre. It's almost like we've switched roles where we were, you know, sort of slow with, with ABB and trying to find this, this attacking um, spirit. And that was, that was like the, the United ethos. When you thought Man United, you thought committing players forward with, and they look awful. They don't look like they're likely to score at all. It's strange, really is strange, because some of the, sometimes you look at them, and you look at Martial, I actually think he's a, he's a class player and he will be excellent. But I don't understand why he's being played out, out on the left. Um, I think he's more dangerous when he's down the middle. They just don't really seem to look like a squad who's, who's at one with each other compared to what we are. Um, you know, I think the team spirit is excellent. I think the chemistry is right. Um, and I think for United, they just haven't got that at the moment. Um, I think they have got some good youngsters coming through, but I don't think LVG be there to see it. <laughs> yeah, how much of a of a bullet did we dodge not getting him? Also, I mean, it's watching what he's done there, and it, obviously he had uh, he had the the pedigree and and all of the the accolades coming with him. So when he was linked to us, it was very exciting. But it looks now like he is. Maybe he's stuck in a different generation, but he, he doesn't know what he's doing out there. We, I mean, Pochettino, it's, it, it seems like we found, we found someone to, to build that project and reinvent the club. And As you say, Mark, I think in terms of every manager, I suppose, has their eras. It's the same as you, you look at some of the managers of the past here. You look at George Graham, you know, Peter Reid to this world, you know. They, they've kind of had their time. Um, and I don't think LVG's moved on. Um, the game around him has. Yeah. Um, if you look at the, the game, even up to three or four years ago, it was very different to where it is now. For me, he's he's. If you compare him to Poch and the way that they they kind of work, and if you look at Klopp, um, they're kind of the new era of coaches and managers. And for me, he doesn't do it, or he doesn't really help himself. And some of the decisions he makes, I know for Man United fans, it's it's galling. Some of them, and Ashley Young was. I think typified that today. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It, this game had all of the makings of a trap. Was obviously we haven't been um, you know firing on all cylinders really in the last week or two. Um, so I think more more than anything going in, I was I was nervous that if we lose this, we we could just go on a, a slide, and and all of the progress that we, we made was really just a, a mirage and. We were anointing Posh too early and that sort of thing. But today was really a statement, I thought. I mean, there's, there's no doubting right now where the team is heading and, and sort of the, the backbone of it going into this last stretch. If, if anything, for me, it's frustrating because I just think it's belief. You know, I just think it's not a lack of belief, but it's, I don't think that they believe in, in enough in themselves. Um, 
how good they can be in regards to, you know, we talked we talked earlier on, on Twitter about um, defining points in the season. And, you know, we were saying earlier on, I, I, don't get me wrong, I think today's win could be massive for Tottenham because I think the lads are going to have unbelievable belief now. And I'd certainly expect us to go and roll Stoke. It wouldn't surprise me if we do win all our remaining games. Um, and that would put the cat amongst the pigeons. Because I think, like Lady King was saying, as much as um, I do think that the title's probably gone, if we're within four points of Leicester going into the last three games, there's there's a, there's a, there's a big chance because they, they might get nervous. But what I was trying to say was, we went to West Ham United with a chance to go top of the league. And we paid West Ham United far too much respect. And I don't think we, we showed anywhere near the kind of team that we are. Um when we played Arsenal at home, you know that's a game when we got two one up. We should have saw out with ten, with their ten men, and we should have, you know, closed that game off. And against um, Liverpool at Anfield again, I felt we just showed them too much respect. I reckon if we go into ding dong battles with games, we we uh, sorry with teams, we got to have real faith in our defence. We have got the best defence in the league. Let's let's go and have a set two with teams. You know what I mean? I'm, Liverpool, as soon as they went 1-0 up, we like rolled up our sleeves because it was really important. And we went at them. And there was only one team that was going to win that game if it went on another 10 minutes, 15 minutes. So I just think it's a little... Youth is great and, it, and it's going to be brilliant for us because I think this group will improve simply because of their age. But I think this season may have come a little bit too soon in regards to them not actually understanding how good they really are. If, does, that, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. No, I said to someone the other day, AD, that if this was next season, um, if if you look at if the same um, points tally, City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea, if this was next season, I would guarantee we would win the league. I think if you look, if you go back to probably the start, the first few months of this season. When Poch really, if you're starting your second season, it's still fairly early. Yeah. Um, we weren't really in sync. No. We were we were drawing a lot of games. We weren't just didn't really have that flow, um, yeah. and that that cost us a little bit. The same week that you've just mentioned cost us. Um, and it's interesting. I watched Football Focus yesterday, and Matt Elliott. Do you remember the centre back for Leicester? Yeah. yeah. He was on, and he said that there was a couple of pivotal times for Leicester but do you remember that week after Christmas where we all thought they would get found out I remember us talking about it a lot when they played I think it was Chelsea Liverpool and Man City all in a row yeah. and everyone was thinking well this will me included I thought well that will that will kind of separate them now from the top four because they'll probably lose all three and I think they won all three or got at least seven points they yeah. went up to City and won three one you know that was really when they they started to really show that they were they were going to be competitive, and I agree with that week, Hayley, With the Arsenal and the West Ham game, we, we really needed to get at least four points, and to come away from one was was it was difficult. It was difficult after that. Really damaging. And if you think about the fact that we went and knocked them out of the FA Cup as well away at Leicester, you know this is this is a team that they can be beat. I know that we we changed the selections, both teams did, but. You know, we went up there and we've beaten them there. We we dominated them at Water Lane. Um, we drew them away. We lost the Water Lane, but we dominated them. And it's just like, seems to me the frustrating thing is is 
when as soon as it was clear that it was us in a title challenge and games become really really big we've not performed in those big games but we've battered away all the other teams if you know what i mean like bournemouth and stuff we just batter, bam bam away bang 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 turn out the wins but when when there's a pivotal pivotal game you know the times when we've had had to win to go top of the league we just haven't been able to do it and and it's not through lack of quality because we have got real quality. I just think it's simply a lack of belief's probably not the right word. I think they believe in themselves, but awareness. Yeah, awareness of how good the great word, Mark. Yeah, awareness of how good they they actually are. I think today, maybe too late, maybe not. But I think they would have woken up today and they would have thought, do you know what? Actually. We can win every fucking game now until the end of the season, and and I tell you, they could, they could win all five, and then it and it's could also, be yeah, it's also for a different plane for Spurs than Leicester, AD as well, because if you look at Liverpool, for example, look how yeah. fired up they were for our game, and look at the team they put out today, and I know they won, but you know you yeah. can just see, you know, the different mentality, West Ham, for God's sake, you know, you looked at them with that game that they played against, they were up for every single ball. Every yeah. they were they played well over one hundred percent. We were dreadful. We hardly passed to a Spurs player. Yeah. And you go to even the opposing fans; it's all very different. Like Sunderland are down in the relegation mire, and they're standing there clapping Leicester off. You know, it's just a real different, different mentality. Yeah. You know, when you play, when teams play us, they go into it with a different mindset that they were playing Leicester. And these guys need to be ready for that. They need to be ready that listen. These teams are going to come at us, like Stoke, yeah. for example. I know for a fact Stoke are going to put at home oh. next Monday. They're going to put in miles more effort than they did today at Anfield, and we've got to be ready for that. Yeah, but and another thing people don't realise as well is the amount of derbies we have to play in the season. For and Spurs, that is a massive point. For for Spurs to win the league, it is really, really, really difficult. Anyway, but if you add the amount of London derbies. For any for, for any London team to win the league, it's, it's extra difficult. It's extra hard. Not just Tottenham. For Chelsea to win the league, yeah. for Arsenal to win the league, for whoever West Ham. You know, if, if uh, yeah, but you know <laughs> what I mean. It's it's bloody difficult because there's every other week's a derby. Every yeah, you other can't week's a derby. That AD. You can't. Leicester ain't got that. Leicester ain't got those intense games. You know. Yeah, it's, it, you know what's frustrating of of it all is. We drop points to Newcastle. Yeah. We drop points. Yeah, to they count up on us. Everyone else. Looking, <laughs> looking back and, and looking at the team today and looking, kind of at the missed opportunities. And I think we discussed it earlier. The the ties not becoming wins and some of the those things. But you know the it's Leicester that it just it still bothers me. It's such a good story that that's that's who's top of the league and and who we're chasing right now. But on the other hand, it, it just pisses me off beyond belief that we're we're trailing a team like that. You know what I mean? I think it's even, oh, yeah, yeah. even when they're away yeah. from home, they're still being treated like the home team because they're such a good story and, and any sort of neutral supporter wants to support them. Um, it's just, this, this rolling over effect is just, I don't get it. I don't get how a team that, you know, can go away and just be... And not applauded off like we were at Anfield when we beat them in the cup that time with Klinsman and Sharon because we played so well. Fair play to Liverpool. Mm. It was because like it's a great story. Like Leicester were dog shit today. They really were. 
at times, I thought in the second half, he had had five minutes spell here and there. But for the majority of it, it was just, you know, you sat there and thought, God, how are they? Now, listen, fair play to Leicester. I don't take anything away from them. Because at the end of the day, when they've needed to, they've stepped up and they've ground out wins. Fair enough. And to be fair, they've put on some really good performances, um, especially against the bigger sides. And you have to take your hat off but, and respect them for that. But, you know, to stand there and clap a team like that who weren't really that good as good aside today when your team's just basically remained four points away from safety it shows this big mentality of football fans are really quite duped quite quickly in terms of this is a fairy tale story type scenario listen this isn't Wimbledon coming up from the non-league to win the FA Cup this is a team that's got a load of money behind them you know and fair play to them but I just it doesn't sit right I just find it really strange I, the many... thing that really gets me Sorry. No, go ahead. The thing that gets me is that what I don't get is they never ever seem to be under any pressure. No, they don't. I, I've, I've watched Leicester, right, for every game they've been on for the last, I don't know how long. And I'll tell you something now, not once have I come off a game thinking that they were lucky to win in regards in regards being under loads of pressure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't get me yeah. wrong, they, they played Watford away and they had one chance and they scored, but Watford didn't do anything in the game either. I don't understand what's happening when they play teams. The, the opposition aren't creating any chances. They're not creating anything, and then Leicester are, are scoring one of their few chances and, and they're winning. And it's Danny it's Simpson odd. and Robert Huth. It's not exactly um, you know world-class yeah. back four. It's, it is bizarre. But look, the, the next few games for them, West Ham... Um, Swansea, Man United, Everton, Chelsea, they could conceivably lose every single game. They're not going to, but each, each game remaining for them is, is an absolute battle. So, it, you know, looking at that and looking at the, the remainder of our fixtures, it, you've got to hold out hope and optimism that you know, ground can be made up. Even though people... But today gives you hope. Yeah. yeah that's think, well, you're right. It does give you hope. Yeah. I, I as think long as it's mathematically possible, yeah. <laughs> you have hope, don't you? For, for, for the first time, I think we're at the stage now, don't get me wrong, seven points is a huge gap, but we're at the stage now where our fixtures look better than theirs, in my opinion, for the first yeah, time. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Our, our remaining fixtures look better than their remaining fixtures now, in my opinion. Take Chelsea out of it, but even then, Chelsea got beat yesterday by bloody Swansea. You know, we're better than Chelsea. We... <laughs> Uh, historically, we, we have trouble at Stamford Bridge, but we've got to be going to Chelsea and winning. In this situation, with what's at stake, I'm afraid we've just got to be going there and winning. And we can't afford to be doing what we did against West Ham, what we did against Arsenal, and what we did against Liverpool. This is a big game. We've got to have a Manchester City, Manchester United-type performance, right? But take that game out of the equation. Everything else is is certainly winnable. I think we'll we will go and we will turn Stoke over. I really, really do. And you know me, I'm a pessimist. I just genuinely think that we're going to start rolling teams over now. Because it has a two-pronged effect. When you're when you're when the games are running out and you're a little bit far away, but you, you, you can still mathematically do it, some of the pressure comes off because you don't expect to do it. You know you can, but you don't expect to do it and you know that it's not expected. If you think about today before the game, I thought the, 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 the attitude of Sky towards Tottenham was an absolute disgrace, in my opinion. It was disgraceful. Oh, Leicester can win the game in two, uh, win the league in two weeks' time. 
I'm like, hang on, they haven't even paid yet. We haven't even paid yet. And you're, what, you're <laughs> basically saying that we've lost, right? Yeah? So, you know, all that all that pressure, the pressure you've got when you're really close is is, is more than when, when you're, um, when everyone thinks you haven't got a chance. And I, I you know me, I'm pessimistic, right? Today's given me a little bit of a glimmer. And, and the same is weird because games are running out, but... I just think the performance we put in today is going to make us very strong for the next five games. And I think the last three games, if we're within four points of them going into their last three games, I'm telling you, we've got a, we got a chance. We've gonna, got a chance. You're going to guarantee it? If we're, if we're within four points of Leicester going into the last three games of the season, right... I'm telling you, Spurs will end up either winning the title or they'll be they'll lose it by a point. No, I think so. The, the, the last three games is going to be fine, don't they? They just keep nicking, you know, they, all these games that they're, they're being 1-0, they're just being ahead. It'd be interesting to see if the pressure's on in a game. If somebody scores first, no matter how it goes in, then you can see what they're made of, you know, but they're just... They're, 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 they, they, ain't have, they ain't had much to come at them, man. It's been... No, they haven't. I think that's Aidy's point in terms of the games now. Because if you look at West Ham, West Ham still have an opportunity for Champions League football, don't they? Even though it's slim, they still have that. They've still got something to play for. So, you know, West Ham are a decent team. We, we know that, you know. The, the actual sense of, of the, the teams that are now going to play them, hopefully, will have something to play for. And they, I just think... I agree. If they if they go an early goal down, you know, it'd be interesting to see how they go and how their fans react. Because if you look at today, Sunderland really what they had the odd shot, but that was nothing. They weren't under pressure, were they? And if you look at the, the game, Jack I, I think Drinkwater kind of volleyed passes up probably six or seven times just into areas, and Vardy was losing it in the first half because they weren't putting it in the areas that he wanted. But they just, you never see Smichael, I agree with AD. You haven't seen him flying about in the last few weeks, have you? It's all been like quite convenient. Mm. Strange. Very strange. Very strange. Not like the intensity we had at Anfield. No. But but like like I say, if if we were within four points, uh, to be honest, I don't expect this to be because I think Leicester, I can only assume that Leicester just keep winning. Because uh, nothing says they won't. But no, if no, if no. we were if we were within four points, I think I think we got a chance. I think we got a chance there. Yeah, I think. And they, they are strong at the back, aren't they? To be fair, they've really? kept a lot yeah. of clean sheets lately when they've needed to. But what happens if Pye gets a free kick early on and buries it? You know, let's see what happens then. And yeah. I know he's clutching the straws a little bit, but you know you have to when you're seven points down. But this is the point, Cody. We're in that environment now, that safe environment where we expect Leicester to win the league and anything yeah. that happens is a bonus. Yeah. But we're not too far away for it to be unrealistic that we could still win the league. Do you see where I'm coming? Yeah. It's, it's almost like a comfort, even as a supporter, it's a, it's a much more comfortable situation. I was a lot more anxious when we could beat West Ham and go top or we could beat Arsenal and go top about the, our, our results than I was today, because in my mind, it was, right, we want to win, obviously we want, obviously we want to win, but we want to win because we need to solidify a top three finish and automatic Champions League thing. I wasn't thinking in my, in my head, 
we want to win because we can still win the league. Because in my head, I'm thinking, look, with five games to go, with ten points behind, well, you know, we're not going to win the league. And and in that pressure comes away, and all of a sudden, seven points today. Weirdly enough, this is ridiculous because last week seven points to me was massive, and yet tonight, after watching Tottenham play like they have with the remaining fixtures, all of a sudden, Mr. Pessimistic doesn't feel like seven points is that unattainable. It's kind of weird. I don't know whether... Yeah, I don't know why, but... I just... I don't know. No inspires. We'll, we'll, we'll chase them hard. They will start losing games, but we'll still lose the title by a point. <laughs> well, it's, it's a good position to be in, you know. In, obviously, you'd rather be seven ahead, mm. but... At least we're still in there fighting anyway. Listen, guys, what do we think about top three now? Because I think we need to shift focus a little bit on this. And what would be more devastating for me than about everybody else would be if we don't finish in the top three. Um, top two, I, 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 Yeah, I can't, I can't see that happening now. If you look at what's around us, I can't, I can't see that happening, Eddie. No. Well, if, if, I mean, if, you could, if we were the old Spurs, you know, we were leaking goals, but... You know, it, it, not many teams are going to score two goals against us. So I can't see us falling away badly enough to, to, to drop out of it now. Not, not, not this team. No, I agree with you, Kelsey, by the way. Obviously, I would rather finish in the top two. But what I'm saying is, if you look at it analytically, top two, it doesn't matter whether you finish two or three. Because the prize is the same. All my Champions League qualification. My worry is all the hard work we put in, we, we, we won't get automatic. So my, my immediate concern is getting enough points to make sure that we finish in the top three, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I still want to, Aidy, I still want to finish ahead of Arsenal. Fucking no, 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 Christ, <laughs> mate. No, no, don't get, don't <laughs> get me wrong. No, the same, coming second means we'll be yeah. ahead of Arsenal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it means a lot more than being just coming third. We've got to get ahead of them. Yeah, you know, yeah. We've had no, it ran down our, our throat season in, season out. And yeah. I think we deserve, listen, if we're not going to win it, we would deserve second at least. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying from from a, an actual prize point of view, automatic qualification for the Champions League. Of course, League of course. Makes, it's, more, yeah. Yeah, it's more territorial, isn't it? Uh, it's more yeah. in the bank balance, but it would mean that you'll be above Arsenal. Yeah, and I think... And I think, I think they need a bit of... They need a bit of humbling. There was... And man, it was, it was there for us, and we could have put them to bed. You know, if, if, if that game had gone the way it should have done, we'd have put them away. It would have been impossible. They never would have caught us. So we let them back in by, you know, um, giving them a draw with 10 men. We should have really put them to the sword. But yeah. it, the game was there. I think, the game was there. So I think was... bringing up Champions League and the, and the finish, it's interesting because Harry Hotspur just had the, uh, the one cryptic message about uh, the stadium sponsor being locked up and they're happy with how things are going. And, and you could only imagine the the added value that Daniel Levy is getting regarding everything with the stadium, everything with the upcoming kit deal, everything with, with Tottenham's financial future by finishing second or by winning the Premier League. I mean, this, this is really happening also at the, the best time it possibly could. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, it, and if what we... I think the noises are pretty loud. It is like... Now, I don't know whether you've heard anything over there, Mark, but over here Not it seems thing. to be pretty... Um, loud noises that it is going to be Nike for the, Nike for the stadium how do you, what do you, how do you call it Mark? Mark? Nike Nike Nike, Nike. for, Nike. The, <laughs> for this, the stadium sponsorship as well 
Yeah, well, that's what I'm hearing over here. I mean, and it seems to be pretty loud as well that the deal for the stadium will be Nike, but Nike will take everything, kit, sponsorship, stadium, and it, a lot. So it, it makes a lot of sense because they don't have a London team. They're being yeah, sort of squeezed out of the London market, actually, with, with the Puma deal, with Arsenal and the, the Chelsea-Adidas deal. Um, NFL. Yeah. And, and you know, they're now the, as of a year ago or as of two years ago, Nike's the official uh, merchandise supplier of the NFL. Well, it makes total sense, then, doesn't it? That's, it makes total sense. But did I you think. have you seen the the shirts that they've come out with for it's the England national team and the U.S. team? They're terrible. I mean, can you imagine uh, yeah, a Spurs cool. kit looking like that? I, I, I terms of the England kit is is rank. There's no other words for it, is it? <laughs> but nice and massive brand over here. I like it. And they always have been. So I can see definitely why they've come in. I think it'd be a good deal for all parties, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. With, with stuff like that, obviously we, we were chatting earlier. So yeah, as, as we're discussing Nike though, I think it, the interesting thing about getting financing and, and sort of securing that, that sort of thing early is maybe it helps bridge the gap between um, Champions League and the stadium actually being done. Because obviously finances will be diverted towards the stadium and, and things won't be as, as liquid as can be and investment may not come as as we expect it. But I don't know. You, you'd have to think the earlier you get things done, the more likely you're able to, to bridge that gap rather than suffer through two or three years of, uh, of, of austerity, basically, right? Yeah. I'll tell you what's interesting. Oh, sorry. Go on, mate. No, you carry on. You carry on first. I was going to say, I've heard another rumour that um, that we're going to play our Champions League games at Wembley next season. That They've done a deal to, to play the Champions League games at Wembley next season so we get used to playing on Wembley in our European games and then for the season after is we'll actually you know, be playing there for the season. Um, so I don't know, but a few people have said the same thing, that they're going to, we're going to play our Champions League games, which is a bit of a shame because if it's the last season at White Lane, You'd want to play the Champions League games of what I name, wouldn't you? But that I don't sounds, know. yeah, it sounds odd. Yeah, well, can you imagine the uproar? I think it's different when you can't use your stadium, but yeah. when you can and you choose not to, that's an interesting yeah. one. Quite a few uh, people who have said it, though, mate. A few it's not as if Wembley well. need the practice. You know, they have no, major no. events there all the time. Not but, them, us. But our, yeah. If we're, if, we're, if we're playing there for a season. Yeah, we need to get used to it because we never really get there, do we? And no, <laughs> and imagine the extra revenue from yes. selling more seats at a Champions League match at Wembley. Then, yeah, what's Wembley ninety thousand? Yeah, I mean that, that's that's the difference between between buying a, a player that you know, like Michi Bashoy, and and not. I mean the the depends the what. Yeah, it depends what. Do you really want to go in and, you know, compete in there in terms of playing at your home? Or do you want to do what Arsenal done, played at Wembley and hardly won a game there? Remember when they had the Champions League games there? You know? Plus you've got to pay, you'd have to pay rent. Yeah, I I think that's a non-goer. 
I think yeah. we'd be lucky enough to get a league game there. And it's an interesting one, but I can't see it happening. So, since we sort of started talking about it, and it's one of my favorite things to discuss, we're, we're five, six games out, and then we have a summer with, you know, looks like Champions League football ahead of us. Where do you think we strengthen? What, what, looking at the current squad, who do you see not really being around next year, and, and what, do we, what do we need? I mean, there, it's, there are a few spots that I think make sense, but what players really jump out at you? Three strikers, and I'll probably get another, another midfield player. So is, is, do you think Bentaleb is on his last chance? Oh, yeah, and I think, I think Carroll will move on as well. Um, I think I think he's going to do some more shelling in, in the summer. He's going to he's going to he's going to move on a few because the, the game's coming thick and fast. I mean, so far we've been very reliant on on Dembele. We've been very lucky with Eric there, so I think he's going to cover them. So this was a good shout. I've been hearing in the papers or reading in the papers, should I say, or online a lot regarding Manyama, but I don't really want Manyama compared to Whistle. But we'll see. But he tends to. If he wants him, then he gets him. So and Levy will back him. So if it looks like if he wants one, yeah, we'll probably go and get him. But I'd rather whistle. You know the. But the, there's, 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 the sorry. The the one player that we've been linked to in the last week or two is uh, Kovacic from Real Madrid, and that's someone who takes us to another level. He's like twenty twenty one. He's he's similar to Dembele. I mean, that's for me. If if we're buying one player. Two players. Obviously, we need a striker, but one more just rock I'd, I'd midfielder. I get two. I get two. I don't think we're ever going to be that fortunate again to play with one striker and you know not pick up any any injuries. I, I'd like two more because you know it, it's a lot of games yeah. and um, there, there's a risk of burning Kane out as well. You know, uh, I would like two. When when's Ng come back? He's back kicking a ball that they had a picture of it on the, on the net actually running around. So he's back. He's back in training. He was close I today. He'd be on the bench. Yeah, he was close yeah. today. Yeah, he, he was close today. He'll probably be involved against Stoke, I reckon. Or oh, certainly on the bench, anyway. That's a nice, nice trick to have in in your bag. I mean, he's yeah, seen, really good. He can make a difference down the stretch. It's just the it, pace. Yeah, it's yeah. We need that. We need that pace. But it's. It's sort of odd to me that when he plays, he plays up top rather than on one of the wings. You would think you'd want to get him out in space and, and really to, to run at players, but... It, but you see the space out wide is for a fullback, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, with, with Sonny, I mean, Sonny to me seems like much more of a... If, if the two of them are on the field at the same time, Sonny seems like the more natural fit to play in the lone striker. Mm. Yeah, he's not really quick. What's up? He is, you know. I don't know what he is. Yeah, uh, for me, he's he's a utility player for me. Do you know what I mean? He's jack of all trades, master of none, Sonny. I think. Yeah, but I think I think and G's the type of lad. Like today, for example, when Lamella went off for Son, I think you bring on G for Lamella, and the defenders are looking. Lamella's going off, and they're thinking, "Oh, thank God for that." He ain't give us a moment to fucking rest. And then G comes on, and you, they're probably thinking, "Oh, for fuck's sake, here we go again." This, this yeah, boy's lightning. This, this, this boy's lightning, fucking quick. You know what I mean? Look against Manchester City. Yeah. He come on, and he just like stripped them down there. So yeah. it's a you really in the last twenty fifteen. Yeah. yeah, really positive for him to come back. I mean, we would have liked to have gone back a bit earlier, but going into the stretch, he's going to be. 
he's going to be positive. But going back to your original point, I think that we need we need another centre half. We need another central midfield player um, along the lines of a holding midfield player. Um, it's impossible to state how important Dembele is to us. There's nobody like Dembele, and therefore you can't really replace him. But another dire type player. Um, and obviously we need minimum, minimum one more striker. Also, I, I think that, and this has been this has been really critical, and I might get a bit of slack for this, uh, flack for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think rotation has cost us a bit this season in regards to, not that we shouldn't have done it, because I think the energy positions in our team are such that it probably is the right thing to do to keep a fit team. But I think the difference in quality between um, uh, Trippier and Davies and Rose and Walker is vast. I think it's absolutely huge. And I think we've lost points playing those two in certain games. Um, and and um, it's not to be... What I'm saying is this. Every team wants to strive to be better, don't they? And in, in, you can't just look at your team and think, as a squad, yeah, that's great. Now, I'm not having a go at any of them because both of them have, have, have done well in patches and they've um, contributed and stuff. But if you're being absolutely critical and looking at it realistically in, in areas that we can improve, I think the team is far less effective when those two play in the full-pack positions than it is when Rose and uh, Walker play. So I think we need to get at least one, either... I'd probably say Rose is... I'd say Trippier is better than Davies. This is just my opinion. And I think we need to get another full-back that's better to rotate with the other two than Davies. It's being harsh, but, you know, if you want to improve and you want to win things... You've got to look at getting better players, haven't you? I think it's probably more about style than player. If you look at Trippier and Walker, very similar in terms yeah. of their attributes. Rose and Davis aren't. No, exactly. They're, they're chalk and cheese, really. Davis yeah. is more of a... And I know he's been trying to get forward more in his game, and I think he's, he's done that to a certain extent. But he's not. he's not the same style of player as Rose, which I think then has an effect when he comes in. To, yeah, he's a left back, not a fullback. Yeah, so I can I can see that. I can see in terms of do we need another athletic, pacey, strong left back that's more similar to um, Rose and Davis's. Yeah, I can, you know, I can I can see that, and I don't think that's. I'm not how, saying how Davis is a poor player. Does he need another year? Or does he need two? Who's that? We got a young left back. He's been grooming. stumbling block for him last in the um, January window was that Fulham were insistent that we loaned him back 
which was pointless exercise for Spurs considering he can go on a free now. Yeah. So I think that deal may already be tied up. Um, so I can see him coming. And then, really, if you kind of look at him, he's a young lad, isn't he? Very young, fairly raw. Um, do you then get another another striker to come in and assist Harry? But the only issue that we've got, we spoke about it before, is what striker worth their salt is going to come and sit on a bench for Harry? Especially the way we play. I think he's going to rub His pot's got to be open to four four two. Sorry, John. I think he's going to rotate him a bit more and he's, he's going to change it around a bit, you know. Because you look at it, that guy, he works for 95 minutes, you know. He doesn't let anybody rest, you know what I mean? It, it is a guy that is going to, the way he's moving up, he's, he's going up all goal scoring charts every season and uh, there's no limit to what he could achieve with us. I think just to recharge him, you've got to give him a blow from time to time. And I think, you know, there'll be games we'll be playing. I'm not going to call names because I'll probably get a bit of stick, but there'll be, there are easier games without me naming teams that you could, you, 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 you could put them out. Just, just let them take five, you know, get a blow because the Champions League is going to be hectic. And I think we're going to want to have a good go at that, make a good showing. So, and then there's the big teams as well. So I think, he, I don't think he's going to be like this year where he's just like, you know, a candle that you're, you're burning down to, to the, to the, to the wick. I think, you know, you'll see a fresher cane next season because you've got the Euros as well. So you're going to get a guy come back, you know. With no, Last year he played in the under-21s. This year he's in the Euros. you got to get a guy that can hardly stand. How much has he got left in those legs? I, I, I think he'll rotate him a lot more this year. So I, I think we need someone who's capable. You don't want a guy... Then Billy might need time, even though Posh has got a good record of bringing on youngsters. He might need time. And in those five games or so that he's finding his feet, we could lose points. So I think we could need someone that can hit the ground running. So... You know, money talks. Bats Huey. I reckon we're going to sign Bats Huey. Oh, he's a lethal finisher. I've Deadly got a feeling he's the boy that we're going to go for. Ooh, I like that quality. But again, back to your point, I don't know if it's going to suit him to be in the pitch. <laughs> and, <laughs> I think, and I don't think we need to break the team up too much. I think he's no, no. tinkering here and there. Yeah. yeah. Because I think those guys, if you look at where we are now, we're going to break our points record. I'm positive of that. It was 72. Mm. We'll get over that. So regardless of whether we come first, second, third or fourth, that that would be a good tally, whatever we get over that. It would show that we're well up there. We just need a couple of tinkerings in terms of probably two or three, I would say. Big strong centre-back. I mean, Rimmer's proven himself. We need another one. Because we've been lucky with Toby this year, so yeah, uh, right, right through the centre of the team, we, we need cover. But uh, again, so he's, he's, he's very, very smart in what he does. Yeah. So we've probably got the players already, already earmarked. It's just a case of, you know, spending the budget. One, one thing we don't want to be doing is finishing fourth ball. By the way, Liverpool win the Europa League and Manchester City <laughs> win the Champions League and um, don't finish in the top four. They yeah. changed that rule, didn't they? Team. Uh, I think Liverpool put the guy on first day, though. I know you've been saying that, you know, that you're going to beat. Um, um, I don't. I watch a yeah. lot of German football here. And um, yeah. Liverpool ain't as good as what we think. I, I, I think they're going to tear them apart. I'll tell you something now, John. I'll tell you something now, John, right? Yep, yep. I watch a lot of German football as well. Absolute 1,000 million percent certainty, yeah? Liverpool will yeah. knock out Dortmund on Thursday. Certainty. 
Plus full of guarantees today, huh? I, I, I fancy that striker against that defence, I'll tell you that. Get, get, get money on it, boys. I've, I've, given, you, I've given you it here. Just take them <laughs> on the head, Liverpool will knock them out. Fact. I don't know. I, I fancy that striker against that defence. You know, the reason why I don't think so, AD, is because I think they Liverpool let them off the hook in Dortmund. There's no way they should have been coming back the way they should have done. I thought they were a much better team. Dortmund were stale. Yeah. Um, they were they were they is, is were definitely the undercooked. They were tired. He had he had five men out today. All the big guns didn't play today, so they're going to be first come first day. Yeah. All fresh. Yeah. I, I I I definitely think that Liverpool should be going in with a better score than what they have, and I just think Dortmund that top that top three or four, you know that they have, and I think they'll be rested. Um, they were definitely fatigued. They played a lot of football, and he didn't drop them the week before. He played them, and they just looked a little bit leggy. I thought um, they weren't I'm sharp in the mind. So let's wait and I'm see. Con- but I'm convinced their style, Liverpool's style, the press style against that Dortmund team. Dortmund don't like it. This is why I was so frustrated. I watched. I watched a lot of Dortmund. And they're a good side, Dortmund. Uh-huh. They're extremely talented going forward, but their back four, back four, five plus the reserve goalkeeper, are not as good as people think. And if you press them high, they they will have problems. Huh? Liverpool ain't got nothing up front. John, did you see the game the other day, mate? Liverpool <laughs> should have scored three or four, but at home Anfield on a European <laughs> night, I'm telling you, it's gonna they're gonna knock them out. I'm telling you. Uh, let me tell you, that boy that they got at Dortmund, he is white hot. I think no, I agree. I, I agree, and I hope to God that I'm wrong. Trust me, I don't want Liverpool to beat to win anything. Yeah. I don't want Liverpool to win anything. I'm just saying, in my opinion, they will knock them out. They will mm-hmm. knock them out, and it be it will be semi comfortable too. Did you see that? Yeah, that's a big statement, Ad. Because no, they are a class oh. side, like Cozy, semi comfortable. You, you know me, Cozy. I, w- I wouldn't say it if I didn't believe it, and I believe it a hundred percent. Their back four is not good enough against a Premiership. Outfit Liverpool's back strength. four is terrible. That's yeah, I know. I think, I think that guy, that Liverpool's guy, if terrible. He's rich, he yeah. will tear that defence apart. Liverpool's back four was terrible the other night like as well that. in the Westfall Stadium, and they they still created nothing apart from one header against them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's in styles. And Aubameyang apparently a couple years ago was in negotiations with Spurs and he said something like it was the weirdest weirdest thing he's ever he's ever dealt with or he, he would yeah. never go to weird Tottenham or something like that you can only imagine <laughs> imagine what happened there well, yeah, but we we don't have trouble signing players, so I, don't, I think sometimes it's a little bit of sour grapes. Maybe he wanted more money than we were willing to pay him or something. I, Tottenham don't have any trouble signing players, do they? Or being, do you know what I mean? being uh, flown in on a discount airliner and probably forced to pay his own yeah. food. Yeah, right now, but that's nonsense. No, right, people get blown out of proportion, right? If you were signing a player from Spain, yeah, the quickest option is to get them over as quick as possible is to either hire a private jet and wait six hours or there's a flight in an hour every hour you just get them over don't you it's just common sense 
I don't have a problem with that. It's just that's just common sense. You can but fly out of your player yet? No, you can fly out of Alicante every hour on an easy jet flight, or you could wait seven hours for a jet. It's just it makes it makes no sense. Yeah, it, it gives a shit. Anyway, why are we on this? <laughs> Because I'm bringing it back from Spurs. Uh, I don't know. You may want to go on a Liverpool podcast. We can we can find someone for you to join. Or Dortmund one, Mark. Yeah, seriously. No, um, no, no, no. I I, um, I don't like Liverpool at all. I've got too many fucking Liverpool friends in, in work who just, oh, they live in... The, but I just feel like that style was going to cause Dortmund problems. But anyway, move on. Anyway, it's sort of what we were talking about. I think I... I sent a group chat um, the other day. German football in general looks very similar to the Spurs style. I don't know. I've, I've been watching. They put the Bundesliga on Fox Sports now, so all games, all top games at least, are on, on uh, TV. Pretty easy to watch. And it, it's all pressing. Yeah, I get a lot of it. Yeah. It's all That's aggression. It's, it's getting guys forward, fullbacks getting crossed in. I mean, it's, it's very similar to what we do. Yeah, it's it a, is. It's a it natural think, recruiting ground. Yeah, you're right. Which I think, and that's probably why they went and got Son from there. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it, it fits. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Fits. It fits kind of that high energy. Yeah, the energy, yeah. The yeah. Energy game, yeah. Let's hope he changes next year. Let's hope we see the best of him next year. I think we will. I, he's one of those players that it, it seems like just needs to, to bed down a little bit, and we're not seeing the best of him. I think he's... I don't... He he runs hot and cold, but we haven't Mostly seen him. Mostly cold. Really... <laughs> well, <laughs> he runs around the circle at the minute, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Man, but yeah, but if we, if we stand on the fact that we give Lamella time, yeah, you have to give some time. I was just can't say, say we give one player time, but we won't another. No, and I agree. think Son. I think Son will. He's definitely got. Um, He's got he's got something about him. I think we just need to see a bit more of it next year. His injury kind of killed him a little bit this year, I think. And yeah. NG's injury, we've been a bit unlucky with those two. Yeah, I think as a fan fan base, we're, we are way. I don't know what it is with Spurs fans. Well, I, I suppose to be fair, we don't support another team, so we don't know what other teams are like. But we write off players so quickly, like it's just phenomenal. Like we buy a player. Three of them and got injured as soon after they come in. Lamella got a bad injury. Son got an yeah. injury. No, an injury. So they never really were fit. As soon as they came, they got injured. I know, but then we just write them off. Like they're not good enough. And, and all joking aside, and I, I'm saying, you know, Son's running cold at the moment because he is. But, he, you know, he's got he's got talent. We've watched him plenty of times in Germany. He's got a lot of talent. He just needs time. You can't, you know, you can't crucify these players t- too early. If, if you've been there for years and not done it, fair enough. But bloody hell. And I think that's that's our, our transfer strategy. I think what fans do get frustrated about, and I think sometimes I do, is that we do invest a lot of money in all of the same type of player in terms of their age and where they are in their careers. So yeah. we bring them over and then we have to wait. Whereas sometimes I think we do need to kind of look at, well, who's 28? Who's really an international player who may cost £10 million more? but he's going to come in and hit the ground running and be at their best rather than players who are potential, take a couple of years, you know. I think that's where the frustration comes from, that every player we have to wait for. 
yeah, I get that. I get that. And I, I tell you what's important as well. We got some contract issues we need to sort out in the next few months. Um, you got Vertonghen, Ericsson, Ericsson yeah. Lamella. Vertonghen, Ericsson, Lamella all need new contracts. Every um, signal from Vertonghen today was good. I thought, I thought a lot. Of, I thought that all of those had um, had contracts on on, on the table. Though. None of them. None of them are tied up yet, John. No, none oh. of them. They're all they're all going into their last eighteen months. All three of them. Well, yeah. It's a, on, Mark. a different newspaper every day that says it's about to be done, but nothing's been. I think nothing's been. I think it is. To be fair, I think it will be done, and I think it is going to get done. You know, one thing you can't label uh, against uh, Daniel Levy is he. You know, he doesn't mess about with contracts. He does. Get, they do get done, because it's not in his interests to have a player wind their contract and go for nothing. Yeah. You know, there's three, there's three players there that are high caliber, high valued assets to the football club. So you know, you'll beat about the bush with those kind of players. Yeah. I mean, if you're willing to give Nabil Bentaleb a new contract, I don't think there's going to be an issue with Eriksson, Vertonghen, and Lamella personally. Because if there's one lad that didn't deserve a contract after the way he went about it in the summer, it was it was Bentaleb. And I think that's yeah. quite yeah. that's biting him in the ass now because I don't think Potts liked his attitude at all. I don't think he's he's seen as being a team player. He's going to have to have a good pre-season. We'll do that now. Because he's under a lot of pressure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but yeah. The, club, the club had to do what they had to do from a business point of view. And it made no sense letting him run his contract down. They had to sign him up to a contract so he's worth value. Because as you can see with people like Townsend, who scored a good goal the other day, but for me he's not a top premiership player. Mm-hmm. They're still worth money to the football club. Do you know what I mean? If they're under contract. But in terms of Nabil's, Nabil's performances, I thought he did deserve the contract. I think the way he went yeah, about it was wrong. And I think definitely stuff that went on afterwards, after he got the contract. Yes. Because his performances were dreadful at the start. Yeah. Um, he deserved and, the contract on talent alone, Coatsy. On talent yeah. alone, he deserved his contract. But, but if someone's talented and they've got a bad attitude... If you can't get the attitude out of them, you need to have them under contract so you can sell them for a lot of money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. you, have to, you have to be clever, yeah. You have to be. Yeah. So, so even though it, was, it, it seemed to him like he was shouting, I can go to all these clubs and I deserve a contract, and all of a sudden we give him a contract, I don't think it was the case that we give him it because, he, he, you know... You didn't was, see that interview with um, Dembele that they put up no. on Twitter? Yeah, from what he's saying, you know, he, he likes he's buying into what Posh does, but there's there's Posh's way others out. So I think if he doesn't knuckle down and, and come in and roll his sleeves up, I think he'd be at that window before you can blink. Because that's, that's what the interview was hinting at, you know, happy years and how he's rolled up. But he says it, it, you're, you're you're very close to the exit if things goes wrong, and that interview stated that. So I think well, he's you, proved um, it with the people that's gone, hasn't he? Yeah, I think I think Mentaleb is under a lot more pressure than we realise. I think if he doesn't come in and roll his sleeves up, and, and he, he'll be gone, he'll be well over. Well and today, picking Vertonghen over Vimmer today. Oh yeah. There's, there's, one, there's one man in charge at Tottenham Hotspur, and that is Pochettino. He's yeah. the oh, yeah. boss. It was the right there's move. There's no doubt about that. It was the right move, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, uh, Mentaleb is walking a tightrope. Let's hope. His agents and all of those, you know, get some common sense into him because it's all right having the ability, but you know, one bad move and your career can go down the down the drain. 
You know, you're yesterday's hero. He's easily forgotten. And with the way we play youngsters, you know, this, that's the best place for him. Fight for your place. Your games will come. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, definitely. It's under so, a lot of pressure now. So we, we usually end the podcast with some sort of prediction. I don't know what there is to predict. So should we predict... Uh, I don't want to jinx things Final either. Final positions? Or? No, I don't, I don't want to jinx anything. Um, no, we won't do that yet. Uh, Liverpool-Dortmund game? I think that's appropriate <laughs> to make a prediction for. Uh, I honestly think it's 50-50, but I think it'd be a lot closer than a kind of easy win for Liverpool. But I'd still think Dortmund will just sneak it. Are we actually doing it, Jimmy? I'm, I'm silent. I don't know why Coach uh, given this prediction. But. I was taking a piss, Aidy, but... <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I don't, Spurs, I don't know. Predictions for the Stoke game. I'd say 2-1. I'm going 2-0. I think, I think we're rolling Stoke. I think we're rolling Stoke. They've been beating at home by loads of teams there. I think... Today's win's going to fire us up and we're going to go into the stretch, meaning business. I think we'll roll Stoke 3 1. I was going to say 3 1 also. I'm going to say 2 1. I think they, they can get guys forward. I think Shakiri and Bojan and Alphala is garbage, but I could see them. What about will he, will he be fit for that game? Let's hope not. I, they, they can give okay. us trouble. He's a dangerous player. Eh? Yeah, he's actually a good player, that lad. Um, yeah. And Shakiri's basically had a few good games, hasn't he? Yeah. Nothing. By the way, but against us, just quickly, I think, I think we can exploit Yeah, just quickly bringing that up because I've got to shoot in a second. But on out of it, set a contract. Is he the kind of guy? Does he put enough? Of a nah, shift I don't in? want it. It's a big I think he does. He's got attitude. Really talented. No. Really talented. Good player, but I don't want it. Yeah. Where, where is he gonna play? He would be one of the three and behind. But he could play anywhere. About, yeah. We're talking about thickening up the squad, John, aren't we? We're talking about thickening it up because we haven't got enough depth. Well, now he's a he's a good player, but I don't think he's gonna be the site. He's gonna be on the bench because if we pick our best eleven, he's gonna be on the bench. Yeah, yeah, of course. But we need we need better options because in the cup tournaments, when we've rotated oh, yeah. second team, we've yeah. we've been we've been dumped out. I, I just think, is Onatovic a better player than Chadley? Is Onatovic a better player than Chadley? But do you have to get into his head? Do you mind sitting on the bench? Hey, so, during, listen to this. During his time spent in Italy and Germany, Onatovic has developed a reputation uh, as a bad boy of Austrian football, and Mourinho said he's a fantastic person but has the attitude of a child. It doesn't sound Ah, like a... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want it. I I, I, I say yes, Uh, sorry, I say no thanks. At six okay. at six four one seventy or whatever he is now, I'll take him on the Philadelphia Eagles rather than Tottenham Hotspur. I think he's that's more appropriate for him. He's a big he's a good guy. Player, mate. He's a very talented boy. No. Good player. Very good player. Anyway, boys, I'm gonna have to leave it. Yeah, I Don't think that. I think now's a good a good place to end. So uh, you know, everyone out there, thank you for listening again and uh, look forward you could follow us at Paxton Road Pod on Twitter. Um, looking forward to, uh, to interacting with everyone.